District of Conservation is sponsored by CFACT. To learn more about our sponsor, head over to cfact.org. Thank you so much for listening. Welcome to District of Conservation. I'm your host, Gabriella Hoffman. This podcast offers a sober examination into all things hunting, fishing, shooting sports, energy, environment, and the public policy surrounding it. And this podcast also specializes in original interviews that you won't hear elsewhere. Here's what I have for you today. Here is part two of my Utah interviews for you listeners today. You caught my exchange with Andrew Sandstrom. We dive deep into a lot of things that were adjacent to our conversation for Conservation Nation, but now you'll get to hear from San Juan County Commissioner Bruce Adams. He is a former teacher and fifth-generation cattle rancher. Commissioner Adams has been at the center of the fight at Bears Ears, along with the rest of the Utah delegation. A lot of preservationists have dismissed him. They have misinterpreted his views on Bears Ears. I think in this exchange, you'll find that he's largely supportive of Bears Ears, in line with the Antiquities Act, the smallest contiguous area, not this new iteration of Bears Ears. And he'll explain how enlarged monuments can create problems with allowing balanced use, allowing public lands access, and much more. So I hope you find our conversation to be interesting. I would love to hear your feedback. My name is Bruce Adams. I'm a San Juan County, Utah County Commissioner. I've been in this position since 2005, so that makes me a commissioner for 18 years now. I have two more years to go on my present term. San Juan County is a unique county because it encompasses 5 million acres, yet there's only 15,000 people in the whole county. So there's a lot of open space, a lot of canyons, a lot of uh, mountains, a lot of uh, scenic area in this county. And I think that's one of the reasons that uh, the federal government wanted to place a national monument in this county. I have no problem with protection of uh, sensitive areas in the county, that, in, especially those that um, involve cultural resources. My only problem is, is Bears Ears was a monument placed over land that had 11 p- uh, protections by BLM and Forest Service before the monument was ever placed there. So I think it was a misuse of the Antiquities Act to make such a big monument and protect things that really did not need protection, such as sagebrush, uh, pinion junipers, rabbits, squirrels, coyotes, uh, all of these things really didn't need that kind of protection, yet a national monument using the Antiquities Act says that unique things need to be protected with the smallest amount of land um, possible to offer the protection. You're protecting one point, almost 1.4 million acres. And there isn't that many unique things that weren't already protected. So um, I'm a little bit um, uh, uh, concerned with what the federal government is trying to do in my county, we only have eight, uh, 8% of our land out of 5 million acres that is private property. That means we can only tax 
8% of the property in the county to provide services that people expect when they come here to see the monument or to see the cultural resources or visit the BLM and Forest Service lands. So um, if you uh, place a monument in the county but don't give us any resources, the federal government doesn't provide any resources to protect uh, the monument or offer the services needed. For instance, people get lost. They call our sheriff's office to come and find them. People get hurt, so they ask our ambulance service or um, our EMS to come and provide um, services to them. We have roads that get washed out in different kinds of, of climate events. They want the, the county to maintain the roads. Um, they want uh, all kinds of services in the county. The thing that bothers me the most is the lack of interpretive uh, kiosks at the various sites, the lack of restrooms, the lack of parking, the, the lack of actual infrastructure needed at these iconic uh, ruins that's just not happening. And so people don't know what to do there, so they, they just do whatever they want to do. Explain to my listeners what points of interest you showed us at Bears Ears during our trip with you there today. We went to Butler Wash Ruins, which is along Highway 95. It's a very well-developed ruin with, uh, with lots of interpretation and with a protective barrier between where we look at the, uh, the ruin and the ruin itself. And it's something that would be a great um, thing for the federal government to look at and then duplicate at all the other ruins that exist in the county. And talking about San Juan County, I think a lot of the narrative we've seen playing out in media is that people in San Juan County don't care about the area, that these outside interests come in and they know what's best concerning Bears Ears and the county writ large. How do you respond to people who say you don't care about what's happening here, even though you would like to see protections, obviously, for the sacred areas, the artifacts here in Bears Ears? But how do you respond to people who say that San Juan County and local Utah interests don't care about what's happening or misinterpret? Well, I think we're the greatest conservationists that there are because we have an agricultural background. We know what's important. We know which resources need to be protected. Uh, just like cattlemen don't overgraze because they use public land and they come back to it every year. We don't want to see the cultural resources denigrated or harmed in any way. We respect them. We respect the Native American pers perspective about this iconic place. And uh, we, we do not invite that kind of thing. Every barrel of apples has a few apples in it that are bad. That exists in, in human history all throughout human history. So there are some bad apples or some bad actors that come to our area. But in general, the local people respect and um, do not denigrate the cultural resource. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th 
Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Talk about San Juan County. You told me during our drive that it is very heavy on what many people consider the extractive industry, but oil and gas and energy development, and that's kind of being lost in terms of a revenue source. Could you explain that for my listeners? Because with it being a public land state, I think people forget that multiple use is welcomed. Generally speaking here, it's a part of a lot of local economies. So from the county perspective, what happens when you move away from that multiple use, even outside the confines of... Well, back in in the 1950s, we were one of the richest counties, if not the richest county in the state of Utah, because of the extractive industry. Um, We had companies, oil companies, mining companies, that paid lots of taxes to the county, and, and we were able to provide a lot of services throughout the county. But since um, those industries have kind of gone away due to regulations on federal lands, um, people just are not able to extract in the county. It shifts the burden of taxes from the centrally assessed or the companies that come here to extract to the homeowners. So the homeowners' um, property taxes have gone way up and the centrally assessed properties have gone way down. And so it's an unfair shift, in my opinion, and we know how to responsibly extract minerals in this county. We've done it for a long, long time. And just to say the extraction industry is bad for public lands is a false narrative. Especially with what we're seeing now, with the refusal to safely explore different federal oil and gas leases and similar related um, energy development activities. But I want you to offer to my listeners kind of a compare and contrast. In your experience, you've been in this position, obviously, you said since 2005. Let's look into kind of your interaction with the previous administration, the Trump administration and the Biden administration. What has been the contrast between the two in terms of getting your perspective heard? Well, President Trump had no political reason to do what he did to reduce the Bears Ears Monument from what President Obama had established. There's 15,000 voters in southeastern Utah. Probably half of those voters are Democrats. So maybe 7,000, 7,500 Republican voters. There is no political gain for President uh, Trump to reduce the monument. He told me face to face, Commissioner Adams, I'm going to reduce this monument because I've looked at the Antiquities Act and what it's supposed to do. I've looked at the effects economically on the county that will happen because of this massive monument. I'm going to reduce it because it's simply the right thing to do. And that's what he did. And you had Secretary Zinke also visit the area, too. You were t- recounting that experience that he yeah. came. Secretary Zinke came before President Trump came to reduce the monument. He, he flew in a helicopter, a Black Hawk helicopter. So talk about the helicopter again. So, so he, uh, 
the governor provided three Black Hawk helicopters and brought congressional people, state legislature people, county commissioners, elected officials down to converse with uh, Secretary Zinke. We got in a Black Hawk helicopter. He's a, he's a Navy SEAL. He's flown in Black Hawk helicopters his whole life. He told me, um, Commissioner, can we keep the door open on the helicopter? I looked at Governor Herbert, and he said, absolutely. He's the commander-in-chief of the, of the uh, National Guard. So we flew the Bears Ears perimeter for two and a half hours in three helicopters with the doors open. We were 200 feet off the ground. We would stop at scenic places such as Bears Ears Buttes, uh, Natural Bridges, uh, Dead Horse Point, Canyonlands National Park. He wanted to stop and look at those closely. After that, we, uh, the next day we went up on Bears Ears. We had 25 horses, so he and his staff and people from Washington could actually ride up close to the Bears Ears Buttes, talk about this. Then we, we went back uh, to town, had a nice dinner prepared for him at the college in Blanding. We had a lot of discussion with him back in Washington. His recommendation to President Trump was reduce the Bears Ears Monument. We're protecting things that already have protection or things that are not specific to the Antiquities Act. Based on that, President Trump came to Utah to the state capitol and reduced the size of the monument, which was the appropriate thing to do. In contrast now, I think within uh, not even a year, like just about a year mark, President Biden recommended re-enlarging the monument to Obama-era levels and then adding maybe another 100 to 200,000 acres. You were talking about how the new secretary came, she was cordial, but she already had made up her mind about what she wanted to do in their review of whether or not to resize Bears Ears. But has it been difficult to work with them? They, they just don't really care about the perspective or they're just already having their made, mind made up in terms of... I think this is an extremely partisan issue with the Biden administration. They just wanted to undo everything that Trump had done during his entire administration, especially the Bergers Monument. They were um, catering to the environmental community who asked them to restore the Bergers Monument. The Native American tribes were uh, getting, were being influenced a lot by the environmental groups. They were asking to restore the Bergers Monument back as large or larger than it had been. Um, Secretary Holland played lip service to the county officials and acted like she was really exploring the idea. We knew from President uh, Biden's um, campaign promises that he had promised to restore the Bears Ears Monument. We knew that Secretary Holland was here just um, to take comment um, for political purposes, not to really evaluate what was being done. And so we were not at all surprised that President Biden fulfilled his campaign promise and restored the Bears Ears Monument, adding additional lands to what President Obama had established before. It seems like the entire Utah delegation, though, is on board with challenging 
the re-enlargement of the National Monument. And I've heard chatter, and I think I've seen some articles come out saying that there is a legal challenge eminent. Do you know anything about that? What yeah, that we've been told as county officials that uh, the AG's office and the, and the governor uh, are preparing uh, the legal challenge for the, uh, the restoration of the Bears Ears Monument as we speak if they've not already filed it. Interesting. And we'll definitely keep our listeners posted and, and we'll be in touch to, to keep listeners clued in on Bears Ears. Are there any other issues affecting San Juan County as it relates to conservation or preservation policies that you're worried about or things you are excited about? Maybe some positive stuff too, but any other issues, maybe like 30-30 or something like that, that can affect the area adversely? We're not so worried about 30-30 because 66% of our state is already controlled by the federal government. So we've already met the 30-30 demand. The thing that I'm concerned about now is the state institutional trust lands have sections all over the Bears In fact, they have 130,000 acres that they want to move out of the Bears and move someplace else. I don't have a problem. I'm not against them moving those out of the Bears monument because really all they're able to do there is graze that property. But I am concerned that they move that property out of the county. I have solicited them to look at areas where extraction makes sense within San Juan County and to leave all 130,000 acres in the boundaries of the county, exchanging it for BLM lands so that that um, settler land will be available for extraction and that will restore our extractive economy in our county. Aside from Bears Ears National Monument, what else can visitors to San Juan County expect when they come here? What other draws are there? Well, I think we have seven national monuments in the county. We have Natural Bridges. We have Rainbow Bridge. We have Hovenweep. We have Gooseneck State Park. We have Dead Horse Point. We have Canyonlands National Park. We have um, Newspaper Rock State Park. We have a multitude of places that you can visit in this county, and you can visit it and enjoy it and respect it. And so we have, we welcome our visitors. We just want uh, there to be a, a way for them to do it respectfully and, and honestly. What are some great resources that people can take away from this interview to learn more about the county, what's happening in Utah? Why don't you dispense on what are some good resources? Well, I would, I would challenge everybody to go to their search engine and Google um, ruin sites or um, uh, monuments or state parks on their um, Google search, and they will not only find photos of those, they'll find directions, they'll find all of the things that should exist in a, um, in a, uh, what am I trying to say? In a visitor center at the intersection of 191 and Highway 95 south of Blending, there could be a visitor center there 
that would have all the information somebody would need to know where they can go to all of these iconic places in the county. But a simple Google search, if people want to learn more yeah. about everything, social Same. media, there's probably some social media too, but we'll defer yeah. everyone to all the appropriate links. Commissioner Bruce Adams, it has been such a pleasure to tour Bears Ears with you, to see everything here in Bears Ears in San Juan County. It's beautiful. I haven't visited this part of Utah, so you gave us a grand tour, a really cool VIP tour, and we thank you so much for your perspective and speaking with us, not only for our video portion, but also here on my podcast as well. Well, thanks for coming, Gabriella. We I, I couldn't have enjoyed you two ladies more than I did today, and, and uh, I appreciate your interest in our county. Thank you. Thanks for listening to District of Conservation. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you haven't already, make sure you find us on your preferred podcast player. We largely circulate on Apple, Spotify, and countless others, but those are our two big podcast platforms we want to push. Make sure you're subscribed there, especially on Apple. If you like the podcast a lot, go leave us some reviews. We'd be more than grateful to get some five-star reviews from you guys. Moreover, we are on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and a little bit on YouTube. We don't populate there, but connect with us on social media. Find me personally on social media with blue check marks. Super easy to find, and I would love to hear your feedback and know who you'd like to see on the podcast. Thanks for listening to District of Conservation. Stay tuned for the next episode.